and good afternoon. Welcome to our show, We're Talking Golf. My name is Douglas Maida, and I'm the host of this show. Now, today we're going to have a show that focuses on health, wellness, and golf. Golf is one of those few sports in life where you can play it for a lifetime. Whether you pick it up as a youngster or carry through into your earlier adult years, youth years, or right into your retirement years. It truly is a game that can facilitate all sorts of players of different ages and different skills. In today's episode, we're going to have a special guest host. Her name is Kara Kilgallen, and she's a professor at Sacred Heart University in Connecticut. She's going to be speaking with a special guest, Lisbeth Powell from LP Golf Performance. Now, many of you will recognize Lisbeth from having been a frequent guest on our show over the last three seasons. Both Lisbeth and Kara are very passionate about golf, health, and wellness. Now, if you've listened to this program over the past couple of years, you'll know that Lisbeth is a very strong proponent and advocate of all things health, wellness, and golf. Lisbeth is one of the foremost leading-edge proponents for this type of approach to golf. Her holistic methods have formed the basis of several of her programs that she shares and works with, with her international students and her professional students in Holland and elsewhere. Now, before we get to this, we'd like to take a short break so we can get to some short messages before we come back and you get introduced to our special guest host, Kara Kilgallen. So thank you for joining us and please stay with us. BMW iX is electricity in its ultimate form. An elegant trailblazer that's equal parts power and intelligence. With impeccable interior details, a range of up to 324 miles, and a panoramic moonroof for every shade of luxury. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. The new Tour World 757 line from Honma. It's innovation in your hands. It's pure power in your swing. It's Honma tradition meets high tech. Unrelenting research and development and laser focus on performance puts TW757 in the top of today's club design. We've led the industry in carbon technology without sacrificing tradition. TW757's carbon slot technology delivers unmatched force at impact. Then, ultra-high speed. When you seek cutting-edge innovation with a direct link to performance, swathed in Honma's legendary Japanese craftsmanship, the answer is Tour World 757. Today's show is being recorded from our studio in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We are produced by the World of Golf, and you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.worldofgolf.org, or on our social media channels of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and now on LinkedIn. We are proud to announce that We're Talking Golf has been recognized as one of the top 40 PGA and LPGA golf podcasts to follow. Thank you to our listeners that follow us, and download our podcasts. Our success is down to you, so thank you again. Now, back to our show and our special guest host, Kara Erheim Kilgallen. 
Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. My name is Kara Erdheim Kilgallen, and I am an English professor at Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. I'm from New York City, which is where I am currently, and I am just really, really thrilled to be here today. I am a longtime recreational golfer and passionate golfer, golf enthusiast. And so we are here today with Lee Smith Powells, um, who has created the LP Golf Performance, um, and she's going to talk to us today about golf and wellness. Today is the current day. We It's a time when we're all, I think, searching for some sort of physical, mental, spiritual, emotional wellness in, in many areas of our lives, and many of us find it on the golf course and I think that Lisbeth today will tell us a little bit about what she does. And uh, I just wanted to introduce her and uh, she's going to enlighten us on health, wellness, and the golfing adventure. So Lisbeth, thank you. We're, we're thrilled to have you. Well, thank you for having me on the show once again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before I launch into my questions, I just wanted to give a little bit more background. Um, Lisbeth is uh, a graduate of the University of British Columbia with a degree in kinesiology. Uh, so she brings to the table a very rich science background, as well as uh, a love and a passion for the game of golf. She is based in Amsterdam. She works extensively with um, the National Golf Federation, and she works closely in terms of coaching with aspiring and adult, as aspiring golfers, uh, professional golfers, and adult recreational players as well. So Lisbeth uh, has a lot to offer. And I, I just wanted to maybe begin with a, uh, a question. And is there anything, Lisbeth, before I launch into my question that you want to just add about your your background oh no this is this was perfect yeah this uh was summarized it really really well uh because there's i mean there's a ton a ton more going on but i think this was such a great summary i couldn't have done it myself so thanks oh, well you you know it's easy you have so much wonderful material out there and i just i loved learning about all that you do and um you know the the wonderful work that you do uh with golfers you know not only in terms of the the technical side of the game but also the the spiritual and the and the uh mental side of the game too so really really terrific so my first question is, as, as a, I'm a professor, an English professor, so I'm a professor of literature, and I'm also a writer interested in wellness and golf and overall health. So I'd like to begin our conversation with some of your own words of wisdom, which, which is a quote I found by you, and that is, the end goal of everything that I do is to help golfers to a better health and vitality. So how does this philosophy inform and inspire your work as a golf movement specialist and a performance coach? It, it really boils down to kind of my belief of helping people to move better and increase their movement capacity and um, live healthier, that this will inevitably help them to play better golf for longer and with greater joy and fulfillment and yeah, so kind of although my my work is very niched, it's very specific. It 
really enables anyone who kind of has the benefit of maybe doing my method or even the fitness or yoga in general or tailored towards golf to enjoy the vitality and well-being way beyond the golf course um, or within the golf performance parameters and in the end, my mission is a strong, healthy golf community it's to be able to create that, to support that and, and to grow that. And I'm also about performance, but without health, there's no performance. There's no durability in performance and there is definitely no high performance. So that's the fundament, really. Wow. And it seems like you really take a holistic approach to health, which is what we're seeing a lot more. I know, at least in the in the US, um, with with our healthcare, which, you know, certainly, certainly needs a lot of work, um, you know, just everywhere. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate to see so many unwell people out there. But I think that there's a move at least to try in the US to create more of a holistic approach to health, um, thinking not just about health in certain compartments, but and not just as physical, but also as emotional, spiritual, psychological. And I think that's a that's a positive move. So it seems like you take a holistic approach to, to health and golf as well. Definitely. Uh, my method is very holistic um, for that I take into account the body, the mind, and the game. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And golf is so mental. <laughs> um, Absolutely. There's, there's something about, um, you know, I play often with my husband who took up the game. I, I've been playing since I was like about 10, but my husband took it up at 40 and I, he was an athlete and I don't think he realized, you know, other sports are mental, but not in this quite the same way that golf is. So that leads me into my next question which has to do with the mind-body connection and also perhaps the spirit or the soul or call it what you like, the heart. Um, so what extent do you see golf as a game that combines not only the physical and mental, but also potentially the spiritual? Or if someone may not, you know, be spiritual, perhaps the emotional, right? The, the, getting to that sort of deeper beyond the mind. Um, so I'm thinking here about the golf yoga retreat that you've created and founded. Hmm. Um, spirituality really for me doesn't evolve around kind of sitting on the cushion all day long or that being more spiritual than doing the dishes. And as far as I'm concerned, this, the spiritual, like you said, well, however you want to call it in a way that resonates with you, it's, it's to me, about are you being identified by your thoughts or are you observing them kind of are you identified by your behavior or are you observing it are you reacting or are you acting and are you identified or maybe ruled by your emotions or are you also the observer hmm. And in my opinion, golf is an excellent way to practice all of this because we are continually challenged in these, in these ways. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And and to kind of follow up on that question, um, to what extent, I mean, you are a student of science um, and, you know, you have an expertise in kinesiology. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of curious to what extent do you combine like Western practices with Eastern? Um, because I'm thinking of the science background on the one hand, but also the yoga on the other. Um, yeah, I kind of follow my intuition in that. Um, I don't, for me, there's, there's no, like, it's not either or, like, it's both. And depending on the subject or on the matter that we're talking, um, I'm, I'm then more lean towards finding the resources from the science or more from kind of the Eastern sides, but definitely Eastern philosophy inspires me and, and really personally um, brings me a lot of hope and faith and, and inspiration. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so I guess my, my third question, which is a little bit of uh, connection to, to the previous one, and this is how does your academic back background in kinesiology inform your program on movement and golf? Um, well, really what's actually what's been the most valuable to, to kind of my program is the fact that I was uh, a student at the University of British Columbia and that I was there and I enjoyed this lifetime experience as an international student, um, which enabled me to create the program, I, the programs I can create to this day and to be the coach that I am today. And yeah, I learned the, the fundamentals of the sports, physiology, anatomy, sociology and the psychology and th these are all absolutely fundamental like um however my specialization really stems from the tpi that's the titleist performance institute and i think that my expertise really got elevated from working with tons and tons of golfers from all ages and all levels and um yeah i I was fortunate to um, to already assisting the varsity golf teams while I was at the studying at UBC, and I loved it so much that I was also mentored by Jason Glass, who was the head coach for um, the strength and conditioning teams, and yeah, so it's it's really that whole experience and kind of indeed the fundamentals in the science knowledge that helps me to uh, create really, yeah, the, the programs that I have right now. And but I think the really the part of being becoming a golf movement expert only began after my degree. <laughs> That's I, I think where where it begins right that's where you actually have to go out and seek out the opportunities for yourself and no one's going to hand that to you like both in finding out the certifications that match your goals and that match your um 
yeah, what you, what you like to do as well, what you enjoy doing. So for me, that was TPI and then um, yoga and then some additional more specialized like the FMS and the super speed. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of went all in, in there. Um, also in the experience of coaching uh golfers like there were days that I would wake up at 5 a.m start coaching at 7 until 9 and then I was driving around the the whole country to either coach or give presentation or clinics um and even to you know try to sell my classes to new courses or new clubs and through that, I actually got to work with so many golfers and learned more about their problems, their what they're longing for, their their common challenges, and um, I think I have benefit that, that was like, yeah, another level to add it to um, to how I structure and inform my programs to these days. Wonderful. I'm already thinking of the wheels are turning um, because I'm, as I said, I'm a professor at Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut, but we have, um, we have a golf course and we have a growing sort of golf management program. So my wheels are turning. I'm thinking, hmm, collaboration, connections. I'm, I'm always, I love it. We'd be, we would be honored. Um, so we can, we can chat, but um, yeah. yeah, I think I also want to add, because it's, this is something that I'm very passionate about, like, um, you know, for maybe uh, aspiring coaches as well, or anyone who ever wants to achieve a goal in life and, and has a big dream like I have and like I had, it's, um, you know, you have to go out there um, the and in terms of coaching, like people won't come to you for the certifications or, uh, I mean, they're necessary, but the people will reach out to you uh, because they want to feel a connection. And I think also so deliberately working on yourself is really important as a coach. And that's where I get a lot of value. Uh, coming back to your earlier question, uh, from the kind of more of the Eastern side, I get a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I do a lot of work in that for myself because my value is to always kind of practice what I preach. And if I ask my students to invest uh, in themselves or to be coachable or to look in the mirror or to go outside their comfort zones or even to rest and recover and take a break, that's, you know, exactly what I'm also asking of myself. And as a coach, I think it's a very necessary um, aspect that you should have because, yeah, if you do the work yourself, it enables you to experience it. Um, but inevitably, you also help uh, your students with it because, um, yeah, you're, you're, I think you're also set an example then without saying it that you're doing it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And you are a truly authentic role model. I think, you know, um, that th these days we hear a lot about role models and it's important to develop role models and find them, but to, to find authentic ones is, is, is tougher. So, you know, I can already see the authenticity <laughs> coming out, which is, which is lovely. Um, could you speak a little bit to your background 
as a golfer, just just to kind of let the audience know a little bit about, um, you know, they're you know, some may be aware, um, but but we would love to hear about your your kind of past and and current role as a golfer. Absolutely. Well, let me begin by the current state of my golf game. Uh, it's it's pretty non-existent <laughs> because yeah, the, the matter of the fact is that I'm out on the course quite often, but I enjoy coaching way more then maybe playing at this moment in time and that's just really where all my focus goes um, but yeah I try to play now I would say maybe three times a year that's like hardly anything but every time I play I'm like oh I, I am gonna you know I'm now I'm gonna practice and I'm really gonna go again and uh, set this up in my calendar and I'm not gonna miss it but then you know, I'm also very ambitious and then work comes and uh, <clears throat> another year passes. And uh, yeah, so that's the state of my current game. <laughs> um, I'd like to mention that the state of my future game hopefully will be looking much more uh, existent and uh, I'll be able to, yeah, play more often. That's really uh, one of the long-term goals uh, that I have for me to be able to yeah enjoy playing rounds myself again um, because when I you know when I'm out on the course I can I'm like literally there in the role of a coach and it's I find it challenging to switch then to be a player so that's kind of what I say to my players as well when I'm out there with them I'm not playing but I'm there as a coach and if I play, then I always mention, look, I'm I'm not here as a coach. I'm just a player because to me, these are two. Yeah, these roles, I can't seem to merge not just yet. So, um, yeah. And then in the past, um, I, you know, took up the game when I was around 13. Uh, I I was competitive uh, in other sports and I thought golf was very boring and <laughs> it wasn't for me until my dad really made me go to take lessons. Um, and luckily my coach at the time, he was from Iceland and he was this really tall, yeah, big guy. He had this long blonde hair. It was like a Viking looking guy really really tall and the way he approached the game at that time was quite you know unique in the way that he also was already doing strength and conditioning exercises he was looking into nutrition and he was very into the mindset of the game and for me that kind of resonated not kind of it it resonated a lot in and then from there I uh yeah, got very passionate about training and training and training until I got injured, realizing now that I, you know, didn't train the right way. And that's also kind of where my drive stems from, from my early days of being injured, of not really good, taking good care of my body, um, doing too much too soon, not having the good practices in place and and 
golf movement routines there to help me support to the dream that I had at that time to be a LPGA player. So, um, yeah. And then, um, I, 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 for me, it organically, my, my journey organically shifted from playing to coaching. That that was a very natural transition and yeah, I was, yeah. Wonderful. It's so interesting what you say about the, um, the transition, you know, the moving back and forth between, between coach and player, but I'm sure that, um, if you were to go out and play with me, I would be wowed by your, by your innate, uh, expertise and ability because uh, my husband and I joke that we, we play all the time and we don't seem to get any better, but, but maybe it's because we're not working with you. So, uh, so it's amazing when you do play with someone who we're always, you know, just wowed when we play with someone who has a past as a competitive, uh, golfer and how it's just in them, you know? Uh, so I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, I, it, it's wonderful that you have the goal of getting it, getting back out there uh, a lot and having that time uh, to, to do so. Um, so I guess you did mention diet and nutrition in that last um, answer and, and sort of exercise. And so I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to the importance of healthy eating um, for golfers and to what extent at all do you work with or collaborate in the work that you do with dietitians, nutritionists, um, exercise specialists, that kind of thing. So nutrition, just like strength and conditioning is an aspect of the performance that is so overlooked by so many golfers. Um, Golfers just really tend to focus on everything other than their diet and their strength and conditioning to improve their performance. Like they can easily invest in in gadgets and new clubs and new gear. And while that's all going to help, there's really a disconnect between the nutrition and that also applies to strength and conditioning um, and the impact that it has on the course. So yeah, the proper eating habits really um, help improve energy. They enhance focus and the concentration. They help reduce pain and inflammation. And it helps for the recovery time and increases. Yeah, I mean, it can help increase some strength and power as well. Because to eat well is to play well. And that's also how I feel about movement. How To move well is to play well. Right. Absolutely. And do you think that thinking has changed? Um, It's obviously hard to generalize, but just in terms of how the game has evolved, um, you know, in the last really 20 years with just more of a focus on fitness and uh, a sort of awareness about nutrition and diet and and just overall health. It definitely has shifted, but we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We've still got a long, long way to go. And, but I mean, I, I have noticed this, this shift as well. I mean, we all have, and it's out there, the professionals, you know, you can't, 
go out and compete any longer at the highest level if you're not taking really good care of your nutrition and your strength and conditioning because it's all there in the the parameters you know and the speed and the stamina that the players need to have on the PGA and LPGA level is really high and there it's it's that the transition that shift there I think it's very um present already and everyone's very aware and are already very active um but on the kind of recreational and more um yeah the the other levels of professional golf and in the teaching realm of golf there there's still such a huge um, opportunity Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Take yeah. Absolutely. Oh well. Well, thank you. We're going to. Um, this is so invigorating. I don't want to stop, but we are going to take a very short break, and we will be back with more from Lisbeth Powell's Guinness and Notre Dame. It's a partnership two hundred years in the making. But it's not just because we're Irish. It's bigger than that. We're champions because we play like underdogs. We will surprise you. You think our beer looks heavy? Then take a sip, and it's light and smooth. Who pioneered the forward pass? The Fighting Irish. Who created nitro beer? The Brewing Irish. Here's to a future with the wind at our backs. The Irish are coming, and everyone's invited. BMW iX is electricity in its ultimate form. An elegant trailblazer that's equal parts power and intelligence. With impeccable interior details, a range of up to 324 miles, and a panoramic moonroof for every shade of luxury. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. The new Tour World 757 line from Honma. It's innovation in your hands. It's pure power in your swing. It's Honma tradition. Meets high tech. Unrelenting research and development, and laser focus on performance, puts TW757 in the top of today's club design. We've led the industry in carbon technology without sacrificing tradition. TW757's carbon slot technology delivers unmatched force at impact. Then. Ultra high speed. When you seek cutting edge innovation with a direct link to performance, swathed in Honma's legendary Japanese craftsmanship, the answer is Tour World 757. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Lisbeth Powells, the founder and creator of LP Golf Performance, and we were just talking a little bit about uh, Lisbeth's. Expertise as golfer, as coach, her the extensive, wonderful work that she does with with amateurs, with LPG, LPGA players, um, as well as um, professionals. And so, I wanted to transition and shift gears a little bit to talk about uh, the pandemic, which uh, I know is still on the minds of so many and in our worlds. And so, 
it, it's interesting to me how um, golf really thrived under COVID-19. Um, personally, it, it saved my husband and, and me from going nuts in our house. Uh, we were able to just, you know, in between Zoom meetings, <laughs> sneak out. Sometimes while Zoom meetings were going on, we snuck out onto the course. Um, uh, and at the same time, it was, it's been interesting to me to see like a lot of virtual exercise programs really grow, like Peloton. Um, which which did really well under lockdown and I think continues to to do to do okay. Um, so, Lisbeth, what made your program beneficial to players during COVID nineteen, and how has LP golf performance enabled amateur athletes to thrive today? Well, first of all, I love how much the game has grown since twenty twenty, and like I have noticed that people are now more eager than ever to begin their own golf yoga or golf fitness journey or training and yeah this makes me very happy and super excited for the future because like we mentioned before there is a shift but we're still a long way to go and yeah so I'm really excited for that and yeah I'm also very grateful to be able to to kind of share all of these um movement practices and the expertise and so since 2020 maybe a little bit of backstory I was able to transition my full coaching business into both online training plans and remote coaching and with remote coaching it really refers to the real-time private coaching but done online so via zoom and it this way has actually shown that it's much easier to commit to when you're not bound to a location. Um, and I think I was able to make this transition because I felt confident from the decade of experience of being on the floor and being in the trenches as a coach from assisting so many TPI levels and, and courses and, and doing thousands of assessments. Um, and I didn't realize that until I first started doing Zoom sessions. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that I actually had a very, I had developed an important skill that I'm able to observe and define the situation and the movement on camera and was able to communicate that. Uh, in a super effective way in the way that I would also do in real life so to me in the way that I was able to um, bring out my energy because I think to me that's very important uh, and the way that I felt it and the way that my students felt it, it was yeah it was so close to that within being real life and yeah I could um, you know I I think I then only realized that my work ethic from working really, really hard over all the years kind of finally paid off. But um, yeah, so from the perspective of my students, we actually never stopped training and improving our physical and mental state throughout 2020 and 21. Uh, and I think that on its own is already an accomplishment like to be able to provide the structure and the systems and the support that enables us to stay committed, committed, like no matter what the circumstances are, um, that's so crucial. And I think many people 
think or maybe believe that making it to the higher and to the elite levels of the sport, you have to have talent and you need to have the latest exercises and the best equipment. But in fact, it's really more about consistency. And within my program, which is remote, it gives my students the opportunity to also receive continuous support and mentoring wherever they are in the world. So um, whether they're, you know, on tournaments or at home, um, we're pretty much in constant communication and I make sure and that enables me to observe and to monitor um, and yeah, make sure we're getting um, ahead of any obstacles that may occur or the, the challenges that are there. Um, we have check-ins that are required so I can evaluate and uh, deliver my personal feedback. So progress is just monitored in a way um, that enables them to continue even in between the Zoom sessions. And I think that's really important rather than just having a session and then not seeing uh, each other again for the next, you know, whatever week or two or three weeks uh, and then another session. And I think that's one of the main differences that I have in my program as to kind of pre a lockdown situation is that I I would touch base and I, there would be communication. But now, yeah, I have optimized everything and there's um, sheets uh, that they can uh, fill out. So their progress is, is tracked as well. And um, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, you know, for anyone thinking that you need to have all the latest gear, it's hopefully maybe a little bit of um, hope and motivation that, you know, it's it's about not mastering the, the fundamentals, about being consistent with them, about having a support team um, and not rushing any of that progress. And, you know, when it comes to training, it's all about quality over quantity and consistency over intensity. And um, yeah, it's it's, you know, a common common I would say maybe uh challenge when golfers are very excited in the beginning to get started they come out the gates really intense but then they don't stay consistent so you know that's I think the whole mes message here is consistency and and support that understands and enables a safe space for you to grow and flourish Please, but this is wonderful. And I'm sort of thinking about something I write quite a bit about in the world of golf, my world of golf blog, but also on my own is making sports like golf more accessible uh, at, to, you know, a wider variety of people. And so I'm, I'm sort of thinking now about how that's exactly what you're doing. You know, you, you are meeting people where they're at. Um, you know, you are using sort of the realities of our world today, which is increasingly digital to, uh, to, to not only maintain, but at, at times enrich the, the coaching experience. So I'm thinking of those golfers, for example, who can't get to a course um, or can't pick up a club for a while and, you know, they can continue with the momentum and the joy of the game and the flourishing of the game by, by working with you and by thriving through your program. So, um, so you really are meeting golfers where they're at, um, you're fostering wellness and, 
uh, also making the game more accessible to to wider variety of of people. So that's that's wonderful. Uh, and I th- yeah, because I want to add like I didn't mention this, but yeah, I launched two um, full body. Um, holistic movement plans um, and one's called fundamental routines uh, and my other second plan is called full body freedom and yeah these are the plans that are really on demand available anywhere anytime um, and it's really I put my heart and my soul into it for so that people can really not just get the exercises that are helpful, but really get the experience and continue to, um, yeah, go back to the movement and to the, to the, to these classes again and again, and um, help them to stay injury free and in, you know, get, get, get more stability, get more mobility. And yeah, so these are my, my two plans that were launched during uh, this whole, uh, this whole time. Wow. Wow. Phenomenal. Uh, And I guess this brings us, I mean, I could stay here all day, but I know we will have to, we will have to sadly close at some point, but I, this brings me to my final question. So I began with a quotation. So I have to conclude with one as an English professor and a writer. Um, In my writing on wellness, I've incorporated some words of wisdom from Greg Norman. Uh, quote, happiness is a long walk with a putter, end quote. Um, Although I'm going to revise that just a little bit because the way I was putting the other day, it was not a happy scene, but that's okay. (laughs) Still, happiness is a long walk with a putter. So how important is joy to the game and how does your program and philosophy help players to discover and or sustain it? It's a very beautiful question. Also, you know, let me let me start by saying joy is so important. You know, happiness and and joy. You know, whatever your motivation is, I hope that it comes from that place. If it comes from or it stems from fear or having to do something, you'll never sustain doing it, or you'll never. Um, you know, it'll be more challenging to fully get the benefit of what the game has to offer. I like to think with with joy also in the same way as um, passion and engagement and courage and inspiration and exhilaration. And these are all you know, states that are available to all of us and they're they're helping not only for us to have a happy mood or to feel good, but they also influence our body. And that's where I, you know, have worked a lot on, on that body-mind connection in the way that we can influence the body by how we're thinking or how we're feeling but also the other way around we can start to feel differently and therefore start to think differently um and this is like one of the ways that i would work on this for 
with one of my players would be, for example, to start by taking, and anyone can do this really, to, to take a few breaths and then really focusing on those long exhales before each shot. Really long exhales, full exhales before you release that takeaway. And when you do that takeaway, see if you can tap into a sense of joy or maybe at the end of your swing. However the outcome is, feel that sense of joy. I also would like to add this beautiful exercise with uh, when you're out on the course uh many golfers were tempted to look at our good shots and f- then feel happy and then feel pride and feel excited because yeah i mean we worked a ton for it and now it's finally going in the hole or we finally get that nice clean shot and it feels all good and then we're happy and smiling and but the practice then again is can you also feel the appreciation whenever the result isn't as you wanted it or hoped for it and if you can do that if you can practice that I think you will really start to unlock and enable more of that joy into your game and into your journey Mm, that is just beautiful I mean I'm just (laughs) I'm thinking of some family members and friends who could have used and myself could have used some wisdom the other day when we were you know throwing our clubs (laughs) out of frustration, but, um, but having a sense of humor is so important as well. So we do have to close, but before we do, um, Lisbeth, uh, Lisbeth is, uh, accepting the LP golf performance is accepting, um, applications. So if you could just tell us a little bit about where to find you and, um, so that our listeners can know, because we've been so enlightened today. <laughs> well, I hope this has been valuable for uh, for anyone who has listened. And yeah, you can always hop on to my Instagram, go over to my Instagram and anyone is welcome to always send me a DM if you have any questions or if anything resonated or if something didn't resonate. I am all ears in any case, um, but that's at lp.golf.performance so that's my instagram handle and my website is just lpgolfperformance.nl that's really the most easiest and simplest way that that you can uh, can find a ton a ton of um the information out there and some of the blogs and articles that i wrote and yeah maybe take take on this kind of mid-season opportunity to elevate your game and start creating your future reality now with me together as your coach um, and not wait until the season's done or until, yeah, you you run out of your time or you run out of questions. And yeah, if anyone, if, if anything of this resonated, then yeah, please reach out and uh, I'm more than happy to connect and uh, look forward to to hearing from anyone. Thank you, Lisbeth. It's been a, an honor, a pleasure, and a joy. And we hope that you can kind of discover some of the joy in your game by uh, working with Lisbeth Powell. So thank you so much and have a wonderful afternoon, everyone, and a great evening. Take care. Bye. You have been listening to our podcast show, We're Talking Golf, produced by the World of Golf. 
This episode was recorded on Wednesday, June 22, 2022. If you have an idea for a future show, please send us an email to info at worldofgolf.org. Please include podcast show in the subject line. This show is the copyright of the world of golf. Thank you for joining us.